This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref, you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome to the Drop Podcast. I am your host, as usual, Lance Descott. At least I was when I woke up this morning. Anyway, let's get to the Blues game recap against the Sharks. Coming into this game, the Blues uh, winning streak had ended in the previous night in a hard-fought game against the Ducks where they lost 2-1. to one. Uh, The loss was due to some uh, big-time mis- mistakes. Jake Allen played well enough to get a shutout and uh, did not get it due to some mistakes a uh, shorthanded goal given up, and then also a Bowmeister gave the puck up in his own end, and the Ducks beat the Blues 2-1. to one. So the Blues coming into this game, you're not quite sure which team's going to show up. Is it going to be a team that uh, is upset over the previous loss, or is it going to be a team that comes out and says, hey, we don't like losing. We're going to give a max effort here, and uh, we're going to beat the Sharks team that knocked us out of the playoffs last year. The Sharks, on the other hand, are coming off a two-game winning streak where they beat Dallas 5-1 to one on Sunday. And then Tuesday, they beat the Buffalo Sabres 4-1. to one. Just a minute, 10 seconds into the game, Pavelski would get an excellent opportunity against Carter Hutton, but no way Carter Hutton stopped him, and the Blues keep it a 0-0 zero zero game early. No icing here. As Yana Canton beat everybody to it, now in front. And a shot on goal, and what a save. Pavelski absolutely robbed by Carter Hutton. What a chance right in front with five goals in his last four games. Won't get a better chance than this. That is definitely true. I'm sure Pavelski would like to have that opportunity back and to try something a little different, possibly shoot a little bit sooner instead of taking it in so deep. But the Blues defensively pushed him in that deep and didn't allow him to really come out and get a a really, really strong shot to give him a great opportunity. But nonetheless, Carter Hutton makes a very, very good save early to keep the momentum going and and giving the Blues a chance to be able to uh, get the first goal of this game. You know, David Perron played well in this first period. He uh, blocked a pass in the the Blues' uh, defensive end. And he broke up something that could have eventually led to a goal, but he played well on both sides. Berglund, I thought, had an excellent first period. Uh, The Blues uh, got a great opportunity with Tarasenko with about four minutes left, had a breakaway, but they kind of caught up to him, and he tried to go to the backhand and was not able to score. But about 40 seconds later, that hard-working fourth line and the center, Scotty Upshaw, would give the Blues a one-to-nothing lead. It's controlled by San Jose and Brent Burns. Former first-rounder by Minnesota. Stolen at center ice. Here's Upshaw. And he comes in. Upshaw the drive. He scores! Upshaw with his eighth of the year. And the Blues grab a 1-0 lead. What a wicked wrister by Scotty Upshaw. He waited, bought some time, let the traffic go to the front of the net, and timed that wrister beautifully. Upshaw had five hits in Anaheim last night, along with Ryan Reeves. And here, he uses his defenseman, Martin, as a screen. 
very, very smart what Scotty Upshaw did. He waited and waited for that defenseman to where it would give him a screen. And due to the fact that the Sharks were wearing their very dark, dark home jerseys, I don't think that the Delft seen the puck. I don't think he did at all. It, it didn't react very well to it. And the Blues take a one to nothing lead. That was unassisted. It was Scotty Upshaw's eighth goal. It was 16 minutes and 40 seconds into the first period. Blues take a one to nothing lead due to the hard work. I am just so happy to see the way they played in this game coming out. I know they gave up that opportunity early, but uh, they did not fold after that hard loss last night to the Ducks. You're thinking maybe the Blues can build on this, but the Sharks answered with their own goal just a minute and five seconds later to tie the game at one. Now Michael Haley had to get it back for Ward. DeMello, Vlasic, inside, they score! Mark Edward Vlasic took the shot. It found a way in past Carter Hutton, and we're tied. Joel Ward with the tip. Yeah, points for three straight for DeMello. It's going to come up the boards. Right there, DeMello with a great pass, and Vlasic does a good job of keeping it in. Looks, this one doesn't get blocked, throws it across. Look at Ward, gets his stick between the defender's skates. Nice look here from the blue skate net cam, and you can see over the pad, under the arm, get a 1-1 game. So the Sharks answer very quickly to the Blues, taking the lead one to nothing. You kind of figured that happens. The Sharks have a tendency to do that, especially against the Blues. It seemed to happen last year in the playoffs, and it's happened several games the Blues have played against them. But it was a beautiful goal of Lassic. Uh, just a great goal if you're a San Jose Sharks fan. It would be his fifth goal. Uh, DeMello had his sixth assist. Uh, Couture had his 27th uh, assist. And we know how big Logan Couture was last year in the playoffs for the Sharks. And it was 17 minutes and 45 seconds into the first period. We go to the locker room, guys, tied at one. Looking back at the first period, I thought the Blues had a very strong first period. Like I said earlier, Perron played well. I thought Berglund played well. And, of course, Carter Hutton played very well, even though he gave up that one goal. You could just tell it was going to be one of those games for him where he really, really is on that night. The Blues uh, came into the second period giving the same effort. I, I, I love this team when they're playing hard like this and playing a complete game, and they're playing as a team. And that's what they did last night. That's what they have to do to win. And it paid off just five minutes and 49 seconds in to the second period uh, with a goal from a guy who was recently traded from the Washington Capitals. Good job by Perron on the boards. Long feed in for Barbershop. His feed to Bolmeister, who cruises in. Now to the net, off a skate, rebound. They score! Into the top corner, Sanford. His first goal is a blow. Zach Sanford, a 2-1 lead. Good hands by Sanford. He takes it off the boards. And in a very severe angle, the former third rounder of the Washington Capitals that came over in the Shattenkirk deal shows some sweet mitts. A little curl and drag after Jay Bowmeister follows it up and then jams it on the net. It goes off a skate. And there, on the goal line, he puts that over the shoulder and under the bar and in. Great goal from Sanford, and he reacts like he has scored before. Nice to see the recently traded Zach Sanford. Though I keep wanting to call Sanford and Son after the old 1970s uh, series uh, starring Red Fox. But uh, Zach Sanford gets his first goal as a blue and looked pretty good on it. And as uh, Panger said, 
he had some nice mitts, just a beautiful, beautiful shot. And uh, uh, the Blues uh, take a two to one lead. You know, when a guy gets traded, it's kind of hard sometimes, especially for a youngster. But, uh, you know, when he played against Colorado in his first game, I think he played 15 to 16 minutes. And I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, didn't look lost. Um, looked like he's picking up on the blue system. And in this game, he gets his first goal as a blue, his third this year. Bo Meester gets his 11th assist. And uh, Ivan Barbashev, the barber of Seville, gets his uh, second assist. And it was at five minutes and 49 seconds into the second period. I thought the Blues dominated the second period. Uh, I And I honestly think they did the first period. Uh, there would be no more goals scored because the Blues battened it down defensively. They weren't allowing a lot of shots. But when San Jose got the shots, uh, Carter Hutton was there to make the saves, which is what you expect your goalie to do. So going into the third period, the Blues have the lead 2-1, to one, and they wanted to build on that. They would get a power play opportunity, and who else would get a power play goal about eight and a half minutes in? Vladimir Tarasenko would. Let's just see about net front presence here in this power play. Yeah, Blues, uh, they talked about that this morning. First power play tonight. And a shot by Steen off the crossbar. Rebound, they score! Tarasenko gets the rebound, and the Blues a quick power play goal, and they lead 3-1. All about the face-off win by Stastny, and then Stastny heads right to the doorstep of the goaltender, Dell. Right there, little puck possession time, little give and go right there, and then a nice wicked wrister, and, and I thought Tarasenko's first one didn't have enough to go in. Big goal for the Blues to take a 3-1 to one lead. 2-1 to one leads are fine, but you get yourself that extra goal, and you start to really be able to play your game defensively, but still continue to put pressure on San Jose, which they did. Uh, beautiful, beautiful goal. It's a goal scorer's goal. Steiner almost scored, but hit it off the post. But who else is there but Vladimir Tarasenko to put it in? That would be Tarasenko's 33 goal of the year. Uh, Steen gets his 31st assist. Petrangelo, 28 assists in 8 minutes and 34 seconds in. The power play goal. The Blues get their first power play, and they take it, an opportunity to get a goal, and they did. The Blues are leading 3-1. to one. And after this, guys, I thought the Blues played San Jose perfectly. And as I said earlier, they continue to put pressure in the offensive end against San Jose, but they were not allowing a lot of opportunities against Carter Hutton, which is key for this team. Keep the shots low. They did keep the shots low. San Jose would try to pull their goalie, but it didn't work out. In fact, Vladimir Tarasenko with about a minute 50 left, would get an empty net goal for his second goal of the night to give the Blues a 4-1 to one win. Lead. Oh, he's got big, big, uh, Burns is right there playing goal back there. Now stolen, Tarasenko, empty net, he scores! And that should do it, he gets his second tonight, and it's 4-1. to one. Burns had a hot potato going on, and Tarasenko on the ice with the empty man, uh, empty net, and he was going to make no mistake right there. A quick little snapshot into the empty net. That goal would be Tarasenko's 34th of the year and the Blues' fourth of the game. It was assisted by Jaden Schwartz, uh, his 30th assist, and Pareko got his 27th assist, and it was 18 minutes and 10 seconds into the third period to ice the game for the Blues. Four to one. It's huge, huge win for the Blues after uh, losing that game to the Ducks. They showed up, and let's go over the highlights of the game, the recap of the stats. The Blues with the win improved to 37, 28, and five. The Sharks fall to 42, 21, and seven. 
Shots on goal, the Blues 36, the Sharks 20. As I said, the Blues really limited the Sharks' opportunities, and Carter Hutton played well. Blues only had one power play, but uh, they were able to get that power play goal by uh, Tarasenko. The Sharks had two power play opportunities, but were not able to capitalize on either of those opportunities. And the power play uh, or the penalty kill for the Blues continues to play well. Faceoffs were very close. The Blues have 53% to the Sharks, 47%. Uh, Upshaw gets his eighth goal, and Sanford gets his first goal as a Blue in his third of the year. Tarasenko had two goals, his 33rd, and then that 34th as an empty netter. Petrangelo had an assist. Hutton played strong in the net and had 19 saves. Vlasic gets the only goal for the Sharks, his fifth. Uh, DeMello gets an assist, and Logan Couture gets an assist, and Dale makes 32 out of 36 saves for the Sharks. Let's go ahead and get into the uh, post-game interviews and see what uh, Zach Sanford has to say about his first goal as a Blue. We'll also hear from Carter Hutton and, of course, Coach Mike on this big win uh, in San Jose for the Blues. You got that first goal. Uh, It was real good, you know. Um, I had a couple chances before that, and Thought our line was playing really well, and um, you know we were just able to capitalize on that one. Were you surprised to see that come off the boards like it did, or? I, I saw it coming the whole way. I just I didn't know if it was ever going to make it to me. You know, it kind of it uh, slowed up a little there at the end, but it, it ended up getting there right at a time. Your second game for these guys, you feel more comfortable having some time, you know, to kind of get adjusted. Yeah, definitely. I think. You know, not even uh, just the ice time. I think just hanging out with the guys on the road and, mm-hmm. you know, at the hotel and doing stuff with them is, you know, it's, it's helped me feel real comfortable right away. Yeah, I thought we played great. Um, you know, I thought similar to the last game we were here. We, we, we really didn't uh, give up a whole heck of a lot, and I, I thought we made some big plays. And, you know, the power play came through huge and, you know, some separation. And then from there, we just kind of locked it down. And, uh, you know, my job just kind of didn't really give up much second chances. And from there, it was, uh, you know, the third, we just kind of lulled it to sleep there. The... Um You've always done well against these guys. Any reason? No, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's had success against certain teams. You know, Jay, me and Jake talk about that a little bit sometimes. It's just teams you play well against. And, uh, you know, I don't really think too much into it. I try to consider myself playing well against everybody, you know. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it just works out well. And, you know, we'll take the win, that's for sure. You've been like putting Sanford in the lineup and he gives you a goal? Uh, he gave us a goal and gave us a lot of good shifts. Um, so, yeah, impressive game for him. And, um like I said, that first game, a lot of emotion, um, coming to a new place, trying to learn the group, learn the system. Um, you know, I thought he was, I thought he was okay his first game, and uh, big step in this game. You play in the second half of back-to-backs. You guys have been really good, and as you may recall, yeah. you're five and zero, oh and uh, when it's when it's a third and four. Yeah, you know what? Really, uh, it shows uh, I think the competitive nature of our group, and uh, and I thought that we competed at a real high level tonight. Uh, right from the drop of the puck, guys were uh, paying a price for each other, and uh, and right from uh, from huts on out. Yeah, to, the case where, in addition, to that, you have to play smart out there as well. Yeah, I thought you know, for a while in the first period, I thought that our execution wasn't uh, wasn't particularly where we needed to be. Um, if we would have been a little bit sharper, then I think we could have caught them on a couple odd man rushes, but uh, led to some uh, some tense moments in our zone. But I, I thought that we got better as the game went on. Still held them to. Not many shots on goal. I'm pleased with how yeah, that. Yeah, guys were uh, guys were paying a price, blocking a lot of shots, and uh, I thought we defended hard. Uh, but like I said, I felt like we were we were defending a little bit more than we would have liked, and I, I felt that uh, especially once the start of the second period came on, that we we started to get on the attack more. Huge win for the Blues. Uh, I know I've said it a couple times. 
after that loss uh, to the Ducks, you didn't know which team was going to show up. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, a team that lost a game like that was a heartbreaker. And because of mistakes, they may not have played so well the next night. But uh, Coach Mike had them ready. And uh, I think overall, they played a very strong game and got the win four to one. You know, the Blues are starting to take control of their own destiny, which is what you have to do in a playoff race. They, I think they've solidified themselves pretty much unless they really fall apart, uh, you know, for the rest of the year. Basically, what has to happen for the Kings to even tie them, the Kings have to go eight and four in their last 12 games, and the Blues only have to go six and six for the Kings to even catch up to them. So it's going to be tough for the Kings to do that. And the Blues also have an opportunity to possibly catch up with uh, the um, Nashville Predators. I mean, they're not that far away from Nashville. They've got a chance. Uh, Nashville's got 81 points. The Blues have 79 be nice to see the blues move up into that third spot and we've got so much going on with the playoffs and we know for the longest time that minnesota was in first place in the central division and the western conference but not anymore and that's due to a three-game winning streak by chicago and a three-game losing streak by minnesota and the blackhawks have 95 points minnesota has 92 and as i said earlier uh, nashville has 81 points calgary who was tied uh, with anaheim uh, for second place in the Pacific, uh, lost a game the other night when Brian Elliott was not able to play, and Edmonton and Anaheim have since won. So uh, Anaheim's now in second in uh, the Pacific Division with 84 points. Edmonton's got 83 points, and Calgary has got 82. So they have that seventh wild card uh, that spot, and the Blues have the eighth playoff spot right now, four points ahead of the Kings, and uh, uh, you know, 10 points ahead of Winnipeg. There's no way Winnipeg's going to come back, and uh, you know get a playoff spot the kings and the blues would have to fall apart really and another interesting fight is this how would you like to be the rangers the rangers have 90 points 90 points they are the fourth best team in the eastern conference but because of how good washington columbus and pittsburgh are they have the seventh spot in the playoffs with 90 points uh, that's You've got to be you've got to be just kicking yourself if you're the Rangers thinking, man, we've played hard and we're going to get a wild card spot and because Toronto is fighting uh, with the eighth wild card spot or the eighth playoff spot. in that last wild card was 78 points. The Islanders have 77. Tampa has 77. And you can't count out Philly with 72, but it's getting harder for them to be able to compete for that final wild card spot. So we've got a fun, fun race in the Eastern conference with Toronto, the Islanders and Tampa all fighting to death to get that last wild card spot. And it's going to be fun, fun to watch. But of course we are focused on the blues. Uh, the next game, the blues will have, uh, they will play the, um, uh, Arizona coyotes on Saturday in Arizona, and then they will finish up their West coast road trip in Colorado on Tuesday. So they've got a couple, uh, games where, uh, you would think they should be able to pull these out, but hey, Arizona beat uh, the Kings the other night in overtime. Uh, they've been playing decently lately. These two teams, Colorado and Arizona, would love nothing more than to hurt the Blues in the playoff race. The Blues have to be prepared, and it'd be nice to see two more wins for the Blues on this road trip. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this game recap of the Blues versus the Sharks. A big win for the Blues, 4-1. to one. I will be back, of course, on Sunday for another game recap to go over the Blues-Coyotes game. Please join me then. Uh, uh, 
it's going to be a fun, fun race all the way to the end of this year. Until next time, have a great rest of your week, a great start to your weekend. And of course, let's go blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe or download this episode and past episode on iTunes, ShoutEngine.com, and Stitcher.com. You can follow us on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com or at theofficialdrop at gmail.com. Until next time, let's go blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.